This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions Podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. I hope I find you well and I hope you found the recent episode on Terry Venables enjoyable. Uh, It's the latest in the England Manager series. If you've missed it, no worries. It is available at your podcast provider of choice or threelionspodcast.com. Now, Coming up over the summer of 2023, there are some high-profile tournaments that some of England's teams will be involved in. Although there is one notable absentee, uh, the men's senior team, not that they haven't qualified, but more the fact there isn't a senior men's tournament this year. And of course, the summer also sees the Women's World Cup take place in New Zealand and Australia, uh, and I'll have an episode dedicated to that nearer the time. However, I uh, recently took a look at the calendar and realised that both our Young Lions and Lionesses are in action very soon. Uh, Sooner than I thought, I have to be honest. Uh, So I thought, right, I'd better crack something out. Um, Yeah, this is what we have to look forward to. The 14th and 26th of May is the Under-17s Women's European Championships. They are being held in Estonia. Uh, Same for the Young Lions, the under-17s Euros. They're being held in Hungary and take place between the 17th of May and the 2nd of June. The FIFA Under-20 World Cup. Now, this takes place between the 20th of May and the 11th of June in Argentina. And then the Under-21 European Championships takes place between the 21st of June and the 8th of July and is being jointly hosted by Romania and Georgia. So I thought I'd take you through what I know, give you a heads up before each competition gets going. So let's go through them in order of start date, beginning with the women's under-17s Euros. Now, I have to admit, my knowledge on this level of football is limited. Very limited. So I'm just going to go on the information I've found to hand And I appreciate it's probably the competition with the least interest, but it does deserve the acknowledgement as these, as with all the other tournaments I'll go on to mention, will of course feature some of the stars of the future. Come three, four years time, five years maybe, uh, some of these girls will be playing for our Lionesses. Now Natalie Henderson takes those young Lionesses to take part in the 14th edition of this yearly competition. Having qualified as group winners earlier this year, the girls head to Estonia with seven other nations. The competition will be structured as two groups of four, with the top two of each group heading to the semi-finals. Uh, England have been drawn in Group B. They play Poland on the 14th of May, Sweden on the 17th and France on the 20th. Germany are the current holders and eight times winners. Uh, Spain are the other nation with a pedigree in this competition. They've won it four times and have been runners-up 
on five occasions. Now, interestingly, both of them have been drawn together in Group A. So the chances of a seventh final between them, I'd say, is, is quite possible. Now, the best England have ever achieved was third place back in 2016 with a team that featured the likes of Neve Charles, Alessia Russo, Ella Toon and Georgia Stanway. All household names now, aren't they? Like I said, these competitions can feature the players of the future. So let's move on to the men now. Uh, and a few days later, the Under-17 European Championships gets underway for the Young Lions in Hungary. Uh, competition in its 20th edition at this age group. And like the women's, it's played annually. Now in this, the top five teams, come the end of it, qualify for this year's Under-17 World Cup. Now this World Cup is actually due to be held in November and December of this year. Although as yet, no host has been announced for it. Qualifying for this tournament though, the Euros... Uh, is quite a route. Now, initially, we were drawn in Group 3, coming top of that group, containing Israel, Georgia and Lithuania. All those games between the teams were played in Georgia in October last year. We beat Lithuania and the hosts, Georgia, and then we drew with Israel. Now, by coming top of this group, we move forward to the elite round, along with Israel. We both finished top and second. And then come March this year, that elite round, we were again in Group 3, this time held in the Netherlands. We beat Denmark 3-1, Northern Ireland 2-0, before we lost to the Dutch 1-0. It didn't matter, we finished second in the group and qualified for this tournament with 15 others. Now it's Ryan Gary, he's in charge of the Young Lions heading to Hungary hoping to emulate the sides that won this trophy back in 2010 and 2014. Uh, that 2010 side featured Sam Johnston in goal. Uh, Connor Cody was part of it, Ross Barkley and Saido Berahino. Connor Wickham too. Uh, we beat Spain in the final 2-1 that year. And in 2014, we beat the Dutch on penalties after drawing one all with a squad that contained uh, Joe Gomez, Dominic Solanke uh, and Lewis Cook, amongst others. Uh, as a format, it's one with 16 sides, four groups of four, top two into the quarterfinals, and semis and final, as if you need that explaining. Uh, but as I mentioned, the top five teams here qualify for the World Cup later this year. So that's all the semi-finalists, and I guess one of the best losing quarter-finalists. Uh, now, we've been drawn in Group D. We face Croatia on the 18th of May, the Netherlands on the 21st, and Switzerland on the 24th, with a final taking place on the 2nd of June. Now, I would imagine that all these games would be available to watch on UEFA's website, but you'll have to uh, just check that out. France, they're the current holders, although Spain have nine titles to their name at this level. Let's move on to the Under-20 World Cup in its 24th edition. And it's due to take place between the 20th of May and the 11th of June. 
And as I mentioned on a previous episode, I think it was the the April roundup, this one has been a bit of a disaster on the hosting front. As agreed in 2019, the 2021 competition was due to be hosted by Indonesia. Obviously, COVID happened, so that edition was scrapped. But it was felt that they should retain the hosting rights for the next one to take place in 2023. All was going to plan until they were stripped of it on the 29th of March this year. Basically, Indonesia objected to the participation of Israel, a nation that Indonesia doesn't have any formal diplomatic ties with. So, cue many protesters taking to the streets in support of Palestine. FIFA made a decision to strip Indonesia of hosting rights when the governor of Bali, one of Indonesia's many islands, refused to host the qualified Israeli team. FIFA quickly awarded Argentina the rights to host it on the 17th of April, as initially they were the only country to submit a hosting bid alongside Indonesia back in 2019. Uh, Fortunately for FIFA... Uh, and Argentina, I guess, uh, they hadn't originally qualified for the tournament. So it was simply just a straight swap. Although it has come at such a late period of time, I don't even think there's been a uh, an Argentina 2023 under-20 FIFA logo um, officially done for it yet. That's how tight they've been cutting it. Now, England qualified for it by winning the 2022 Under-19 European Championships. Now, this was also a similar format to the Under-17s, whereby that in 2022, the Under-19 finals, the semi-finals consisted of ourselves, Italy, France and Israel, who all automatically qualified for this Under-20 World Cup, along with Austria, who had a playoff against Slovakia, to make up that fifth place. Now, you may remember this was a competition, the Under-20 World Cup, that we won back in 2017 uh, when our Under-20s beat Venezuela in South Korea. A team that included the likes of Fikayo Tomori, Dominic Solanke, Carl Walker-Peters, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, all amongst others. Uh, other than this victory, the best we've previously done had been a fourth place in 1981 in Qatar, and third in 1993 in Australia. Now, the draw was made for this competition on Friday the 21st of April. 24-team competition featuring six groups of four. England, with manager Ian Foster, will have been drawn in Group E, alongside Uruguay, Iraq and Tunisia. The first game is against the Tunisians on the 22nd of May, then Uruguay three days later on the 25th, and finally Iraq on the 28th of May. Top two of each group automatically qualify, then the four best third place teams go through with them to a round of 16, with a final on the 11th of June. Now with this being a FIFA competition, uh, I reckon... Your best bet of viewing this will probably be via FIFA's website. So again, you might just have to keep tabs on that one. Although there is a website, I think it's called live-footballontv.com, which gives a uh, which gives listings of what games you can find 
on the TV. So that's worth keeping tabs on. And finally, this one is still a little way off. The Under-21 European Championship starts on the 21st of June and runs until the final on the 8th of July. In its current age format, which began in 1978, this will be its 24th edition. It's a competition we've won twice, although you have to go back to 1982 and 1984 um, to uh, remember that. Our most recent success, though, was making the semi-finals in 2017 in Poland, losing to Germany on penalties, would you believe? Uh, a team that featured the likes of Jordan Pickford, Tammy Abraham, Ben Chilwell, James Will-Prowse and Jack Grealish. Now, this year's finals are being jointly held between Romania and Georgia, featuring 16 teams, four groups of four, now, to get there, our Young Lions top their qualifying group, Group G, uh, finishing ahead of Czech Republic, Slovenia, Kosovo, Albania and Andorra. We won eight, drew one, and we only lost to Slovenia in the last match. Lee Carsley is in charge of the Young Lions, who, for the finals, have been drawn from Pot 2 into Group C, where once again... We faced the Czech Republic, who qualified through the playoffs, uh, and also Germany and Israel. We play the Czechs on the 22nd June, Israel on the 25th, and Germany on the 28th. All of these games, they're going to be played in Georgia, and if we progress, either as group winners or runners-up, we actually remain in Georgia, and that is the same for both the semi-final and final. With regards to the players able to be selected for this one, it's basically any player born on or after January the 1st, year 2000. They are eligible. I know what you're thinking. That would make them 22, 23 for an under-21 competition. But my understanding is that they were of a suitable age when the qualifying for this tournament began back in September 2021. So the sort of players we're likely to see, injuries and form permitting, uh, could possibly include the likes of Tottenham's Jed Spence, Manchester City's Rico Lewis, Oliver Skip from Spurs, Liverpool pairing of Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott, Arsenal's Emil Smith-Rowe. Although following Balogun could be an interesting one to keep an eye on, given what appears to be his recent preference to play for the US. But previously, he scored seven under-21 goals in 13 matches. TV-wise, I think in the past, Sky may have screened the under-21s. Uh, but it's a little way off at the moment, so keep checking those listings. What was it? Live-footballontv.com. Live uh, but I'd imagine it'll be on the UEFA website too. And whilst we all want England to do well, don't we? I think only a brave man would put money on a winner from any of those competitions from the outset. This level of football, so unpredictable. And the players, as I've said before on previous podcasts, they aren't guaranteed a future at the highest level in the game. Only a small percentage will go on to represent the full senior team in the future. Such is the nature of how players at this age progress injuries form personal growth club sides all dictate the way forward that they'll go 
But, of course, wish them all the success. I hope you've enjoyed this little heads up on the youth tournaments coming your way. Uh, If you're planning on going to some of them, enjoy it. Safe travels should be an enjoyable one. And just whilst I've got you, I know this episode is primarily aimed at our young lions, lionesses. Uh, I thought I'd just quickly mention about Malta away, as that's the next senior men's game to be played on the 16th of June. Uh, We were allocated 4,025 tickets with an extra 10 for wheelchair users and companions at a reasonably priced £29. And in the end, the cut-off for tickets was 18 caps. Now, by the time this podcast, this episode goes goes out, uh, the ticketing sale period would have closed. I think that was Sunday the 14th of May. So I hope you've been lucky with the tickets and getting one. Nearer the time, as normal, I'll be having the usual preview episode. So say subscribed and you'll not miss it. So there we go. In general, a short and sweet episode, but hopefully informative. Obviously, if you want any more info, there's plenty online. Go search it out. Uh, And I've no doubt I'll also take a look at the results as and when they happen. So until the next time, take care of yourselves. Cheers. Cheers.